Good evening, everyone. Ah, friends. Friends. <clears throat> last week, uh, Deacon Dale gave us a very good homily. And uh, last week, uh, we, the gospel talked about our Lord being in the desert for 40 days. And uh, this week, in the gospel, our Lord is on a mountain. And I uh, recall uh, from Old Testament, on a mountain is where one was a wondrous event, for sure, for Peter and James and John. And they had a glimpse of the glory and the truth about Jesus of Nazareth. There they heard the words of the Heavenly Father, listen to him. The journey to that mountain of transfiguration uh, was a very rough one for them, however. Their journey began uh, when Peter made a confession that Jesus was the Christ of God, the Messiah. Then Jesus explained that the Messiah had to suffer and die and to rise, and the disciples were not having it. They didn't want to hear anything about it, and they got all uppity about it. And um, it was a horrible thought to them. Uh, it was as if they had just found out that their best friend was dying of cancer with only weeks to live. The account of the transfiguration uh, begins with the words, six days later. Our lectionary has removed it, but if you go to Matthew 17, you will, it begins with, and six days later, Jesus took them. For six days, they carry the news of Jesus, his impending death, in their minds and on their hearts. And, but on the seventh day, Jesus took Peter and James and John up the mountain. There on the seventh day, on the mountaintop, they saw the glory and the divinity of Jesus, the Son of God. Here on the seventh day, on the mountain of the Christian Sabbath now, we are given the chance to get the bigger picture and the deeper meaning. Sunday is our Sabbath our day of the Lord now. It is a fundamental feast day for us Christians. On Sunday, we relive the experience of the disciples on the road to Emmaus, where they come to recognize Jesus in the scriptures and in the breaking of the bread. And every Sunday is like a little Easter. The challenge is that many of our folks get absorbed uh, by the weekend, um, Saturday, Sunday, catching up on things, and uh, Sunday has to be much more than that for us Catholic Christians, much more. It should be much more than that. Yeah, 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 you'll have, spend Sunday evening catching up on whatever it is. Um, but here, it's a chance to experience the sacred. It is a day to enjoy the fruits of your labor and to enjoy family and friends. Jesus was very clear about what the Sabbath uh, in its essence was. Sunday is a day of the Lord when we hear the word of God, and we are to apply it to our life and receive the great gift of our Lord in the Eucharist. It's a time for us to see our life in the light of Jesus' Paschal mystery, and to recall that in everything we do, we are called to be disciples of Jesus Christ, Sunday, being the Sabbath, is also a day of the church for us Christians 
when we are reminded that we are part of a community of faith, and that our life is part of the church's life, and that the church's life and her concerns and challenges and successes need to be yours also, because the church is you. <laughs> so the challenges of the church are your challenges. The concerns of Mother Church is your concerns. The joys of the church are your joys. Amen? Mm -hmm. For us, the celebration of Sunday Mass with the Word and Sacrament become for us disciples, the source and summit of our faith. So the Sabbath, Sunday, we have our vigil. And how do we get that? To, because right now, at this time, it is Sunday in Rome. That's how we get the, yeah, that's, you are, no one ever told you how we get away with the vigil? It's because Rome is the mother place. So in Rome, it is Sunday already. So the vigil here in the United States is the Sunday already. And so uh, this is the day of the Lord, the day of the church. And Sunday is all of these things. And it is our time on the mountain when we get a larger vision of things. We put things into their proper perspective. And we are to grow in holiness. But it takes effort to get here and to be fully present when you finally arrive. Sunday is a time when we come close to the Lord, come to hear His truth, experience His Eucharist, join our prayers to His sacrifice, and renew our discipleship and profess in the creed all that we believe, his truths. Those truths bind us together, and we come to know and experience God. We are called every week to the mountain of prayer that is Sunday Mass. Here we learn to leave behind the false gods of that Abraham left behind our first reading. God told him, leave it all behind and go to where I am telling you to go. Here we come to know the grace of a new and eternal covenant, to eternal life, a life of holiness, not according to our own design, is what the reading said, but according to Christ's design, to which St. Paul is making reference in the second reading. Here we receive grace and fortitude to assist us in difficult days, as Jesus says to you also, rise and do not be afraid. Sunday Mass is one of the defining marks of our Catholic identity and about how serious we really are about walking in holiness, being true disciples of Jesus Christ. And I know some folks say, well, Father Mark, I don't have to go to church on Sunday. I can pray to God anywhere. Maybe they can, but usually they don't. Yeah? That's just something they say. <laughs> of course, we know you can do both. You can come to Mass and you can pray wherever you want. Mount Rainier, Costco, wherever you want. <laughs> you can do it both. Hmm? Here at Mass, we are assured, though, of the presence of Christ in word and sacrament is more than just a time of personal prayer. Here we join our prayer to the prayer of the church. My friends, Jesus has no need anymore to be transfigured, for he is now in glory 
However, we still need transfiguration. We still need transformation. The Lord does not need Sunday anymore. <laughs> you and I, however, do. And I say this particularly in our time when um, I know many people are, have a great anxiety uh, about COVID-19 and the coronavirus. And I'll tell you, I, I felt it usually. You know what it's like to be here on confession? It's a long line, and it goes on and on. Today there were six people. And I'm like, what in mercy is going on? <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> but some of my friends, um, I'm going to read the archbishop's letter. And uh, he's, he wrote a letter. It's in the bulletin and on our website. And uh, it says, our response to the spreading virus uh, We've been in reflection upon, and as disciples of Jesus, we express our love of God and neighbor, he goes on to say, and caring for all members of our community, especially the elderly and those who are vulnerable, we are carrying out the mission of the church, but we will do so in a particular way now. The Archbishop urges Catholics uh, to stay home from Mass who are feeling ill, who, have, who are sick, uh, he uh, sent us in a private message to all the priests, let them know that if they are sick, that the burden of the Mass, meaning uh, their obligation has been lifted. And so they won't receive the Eucharist, but do not receive any penalty. And, and that's always been there uh, for those who are sick, but he wanted us to reinforce that with you. There'll be no hand-to-hand -hand contact during the Our Father, which we don't do here at this parish, uh, but also at the sign of peace. So at the sign of peace, uh, I'm encouraging you not to extend your hand, uh, but to definitely look at the person. Um, peace be with you, you know. And um, he also said that holy water should be removed from the fonts, which we have done, and uh, that communion host should be received only in the hand and not on the tongue. And uh, I will uh, be enforcing that here um, because this is out of great care and concern for others. And also, I've been telling the people, if your pastor gets quarantined for 14 days, I can say Mass in my house. <laughs> you will not get Mass. <laughs> Unless you come to the window, you'll be able to watch me. <laughs> I suppose I can open the curtains and you can watch me. Huh? So we're going to be very careful. And out of a great feeling of precaution, Deacon Dale knows, uh, we have consecrated 900 hosts. In the event that something happens and I have to be quarantined, the deacon will be able to do a communion service. You will receive the Eucharist. Or should a priest in a neighboring parish uh, become ill, they would be able to come to us and we will be able to share the, uh, the consecrated host with them. So I'm really trying to look out uh, for everybody. Uh, the Archbishop has asked that the precious blood not be distributed until further notice. 